Welcome to Paul Mort Talk Shit. Curious fellow, but I like him. Paul Mort Talk Shit. Paul Mort Talk Shit. Paul Mort Talk Shit. He's a shady character. What's his name? Hey, what's up? It's your host, Mr. Paul Mort of. Listen, it's a Paul Moore talk shit show in it. So this week's guest, um, you're gonna love this. Super high energy, great stories. We're talking an ex Royal Marine, an ex Bama World Champion, former contender in the Ultimate Fighter series, Mr. Martin Fifty Cal Stapleton. In this one, we wrap everything from lessons to the mi- from the military to what it's like to fight um, in the Ultimate Fighter under Dana White, what it's like to try out for that, what it's like to win a world title, to how you can relate that to business and life. Um, honestly, I thoroughly enjoyed this one as usual. I, I don't really, I don't know if you've noticed, I don't really get guests on that I don't really like shooting the shit with and rapping with. So I'm going to say I love all of them. Honestly, this one's extra special um, and you're going to love it. As usual, listen, I'm doing my bit by bringing you world-class guests, world-class content, high energy, great sound, etc, etc. So because I'm doing my bit, I'm almost expecting you to do your bit, right? It's only fair that. It's a fair trade-off, right? Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Head on over to Apple. Leave us a review. Even leave a shitty comment in the YouTube comments if you like. I'm not really bothered, but just do your bit. Give me some feedback. Let me know how you're feeling about this stuff. And, of course, who we could possibly get on next. And, as usual, if you want some free shit, head on over to paulmore.uk or go grab my book. It's eight quid. If you don't get it, you're a dick. Unstartablebooks.com. All right. Welcome to Paul Mort Talks Shit with my man, <laughs> Mr. Martin Stapleton. And, of course, uh, young... I don't know where the fuck Young came from there. Mr. Producer Mac is in the house as well. So I'm super pumped today because every time I come to Martin's gym, Full Contact Performance Centre, SPG Rochdale, Rochdale. bigging up the SPG Rochdale, like I get proper energy from it. Like if I lived anywhere near here, I would train here. So let you fucking go, mate. I love it here. So I first saw Martin, no shit, on the Ultimate Fighter Series 9. Series 9, yeah. Yeah. A while back. 2000. Uh, Seven? No, 2008, I think. 2008, yeah. Yeah, wow, yeah, that's 12 yeah. years of being a fucking yeah. fanboy, mate. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I hate doing this. I'm not going to do it. I get asked it all the time. Martin, tell the, uh, tell the guys listening, watching, whatever they're doing, a little bit about... We're going to go all the way through your journey, but uh, tell them a little bit about... Like, if you could sum it up in one minute, who's Martin Stapleton? Uh, wow. Um, <laughs> bit of an idiot, basically. <laughs> well, uh, you're in the right place, bro. I mean, I'm, I'm just someone who follows, follows me passion, mate. You know, um, I joined the Royal Marines when I was 17, which was the best decision I ever made. Um, everything I do now is built on the foundation of everything I learned in the Marines. You know, I do, uh, I love that. Let's fucking stay here. Yeah. Let's not bother with that last yeah, question. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. Yeah, so, so what made you join the Marines? Um, I, I think I was one of them, right? You know, at school were... I was just never interested. I didn't even take a pencil case to school yeah. or a school bag. I'd just yeah. turn up, I'd sit in class, the teacher would say, where's your school, where's your kit? And I'd yeah. say, I ain't got any. So I'd borrow a piece of paper, <laughs> I'd borrow a pen, yeah. I'd pretend to write on it, then at the end of the lesson, I'd throw it in the bin. Yeah. They never retained any information from school, really. Yes. Um, and then, you know, when you do them, like, school fur days where they're starting to, like, show you career first. Oh, yes. You know? 
I was just never interested in any of the bullshit they were showing us. Yeah. You know, you can be a doctor, you can be this. And don't get me wrong, we need doctors, clearly. Uh, but it just worked for me. None of that stuff was for And I always yeah. knew I was never going to be, I was never going to do a nine to five job. Or mm-hmm. I was never going to do like a, a normal kind of job. Yeah. If you, I don't know what normal is, but. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not us. Yeah, I always it's knew I was going to go my own way. Exactly. No one on this, in fact, most people listening probably That's don't. That's probably why know. we're here. We're trying to blag a living out of something. <laughs> <laughs> can't, we're good for nothing we can't do a real job yeah. so we'll do this eh? yeah I love it um, but yeah and then um, my dad was in the army you know my dad was in, in the army so I yeah. always looked up to my dad and in his group of friends my dad's group of friends he got like a real close group of about yeah. 10 mates yeah. who were like uncles to me and like growing up seeing them going away and doing all the bits and bobs yeah. always I was always kind of that way inclined yeah. and then when I was about 16, one of my best friends come to me and he was like talking about the military and that and I was going, yeah, I might join the army and he was going, have you ever heard of the Royal Marine Commandos? Yeah. And I was like, no, but that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. And he just showed me all the, the stuff. The word commando on its own the one, Exactly, mate. Ah. He showed me through all the stuff that they were doing and yeah. all the videos, all the promo stuff and I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was it, really. I applied and then, it, luckily enough, I don't know if it's luck, but one of my best mates at the time, Wayne Shaler, was actually interested in joining. So me and him actually applied on the same day. Yeah. We did our, all our pre-joining tests together. Yeah. And then we actually joined up in the same recruit troop and passed out on the same recruit oh, troop. Oh, shit, really? And then got sent to, the same, sent to the same commando unit. Really? So it worked really well because he had that bit of support. Yeah. You know, because you need a bit need of support it, yeah. when you're going through that. Yeah. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. Is it as hard as I say it is? It, I don't think you can tell someone how hard it is. Um... But it's not just the physical, you know, when you tell people about how hard it is, like military training or especially yeah. commando training, people want to, they want to hear about the 30 mile or the, the commando tests, all the hard I suppose stuff. you can kind of train for that though, right? It's the other so, bit that you're talking about that you probably well, can't. It, it, you could train for a 30 miler on the roads or whatever. You know, pr- people do triathlons all the time. It's doing the 30 miler after, you, after you've been in the field for a week. <laughs> you've been on, on rations. You've probably slept an hour a night. Yes. Yeah it's poured down on you for a week. You've not slept. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. all them yeah. bits put together. The yeah. fact that it's at the end of 32 weeks of that, yeah. where in the whole 32 weeks, you've probably slept 32 hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all of that. It's not just the, the physical, like people, they see all the stuff we do in the Marines, like the physical training. Yeah. And I've heard like personal trainers and strength coaches and stuff go, well, that's not a good program. That's not going to get you fit and blah, blah, blah. And it's not just about getting you fit. It's yeah. about making you physically and mentally robust. Yes. Um, so the stuff we do in recruit training, I don't think you can quite yes. describe it to someone yeah, 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 without yeah. doing at least a little portion yes. of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did. I remember when I've seen, you'll have seen SAS Who Dares Wins. Yeah. And I'm always like, that last little part where they're fucking sleep deprived and they listen to the yeah. babies crying and shit yeah. like that. I'm always like, that's the part because... Anybody that's done any f- real physical shit, your body can kind of often just get you through it. Yeah. But it's yeah. your fucking, it's your mind's always going to quit before your fucking body. And again, right? even with that, like, they, they put it in at that point of the course yes. purposely. To, to trigger the shit out of you. Well, because yeah. the guys have already done whatever it is, nine or ten days, I think. And these are civilians who are not used to that, you know. Yes. Um, they've already done nine or ten days of yes. being beasted and fragged yes. non-stop and yeah. they're exhausted and they're yeah. mentally drained yeah. and... They've had a lot of emotions dragged out of them because yes. they've failed at some things they thought they were yes. good at and they've done well at things they thought they were bad at yes. and all that sort of thing. And yeah. then the last little phase is that, you know, yeah. when you, you know. So, so, so let's talk about some of the, some of the, these, because I loved how you started on that lessons that you brought from the, from the military into your, your kind of career now. Yeah. What are some of those, what, what would you say some of those Where do are? we start? Um, I mean, I'll tell you what, 
the, the number one I'll talk about right now is because of what's gone on recently. Yeah. Just the, the ability to adapt. Mm. Uh, it's a big thing in the military. You always hear people in the military say like, improvise, adapt and overcome. And it sometimes gets used as a bit of a cliche, doesn't it? Yes. People will say, improvise, yeah. adapt and overcome. And then yes. you see them the next day doing the same shit they were always doing. Yes. That can never be the case in the military because people lose their lives. Yeah. Do you yes. know what I mean? And in the military, it's, it's a constant evolution of always adapting to what the enemy's doing or adapting what the circumstances or environment allows you to do. Yeah. And I suppose that is a big thing that during the coronavirus um, thing is... is has been something I've massively drawn on from the military, being able to adapt yeah. and yeah. like kind of pivot the way yes. we do things here, yes. uh, the way we coach here, the way yeah. we treat our members here and or, or stay yeah. in contact with our members. Yeah. Um, that's probably the number one. I mean, I, I kind of try and live by that yeah. of adapt. Yeah. I suppose you have to do it in the middle of a fight as well, right? Because it's not doesn't always go to the game plan, does it? Carl Tanzo used to say, I mean, it's not his words, it's someone else's, but it's, he, he used to use this quote all the time. He used to say, um, it's not the strongest of the species that survive, it's those most willing to adapt. Nice. And yes. it, it, you know, if there's ever a true word said, yeah. well, we're just, talking about, we're just talking about Davy Grant. I'm sure he didn't plan to get his fucking jaw broken in the first exactly, round of that fight. Man, but yeah. he adapted, he yeah. overcame, and he yeah. won the fight. Still didn't fight. put his hands up. <laughs> <laughs> when you're a gangster like Davy Grant, you don't need to put your hands up. <laughs> what else then? What, what's some of the other lessons you've got? There'll be something about discipline in there about, right? Well, I mean, well, this is the thing. I'm glad you touched on discipline a little yeah. bit there, because people look at the military as a disciplined organisation yes. and it is for a reason. Yes. But what they don't realise is that, that that base level of discipline allows you the rest of your life and the rest of the things you do to have freedom in it mm. because you're not chasing your tail left, right and centre. You've not forgot about something you should have done this morning. You've not, you're not trying to remember shit. Yeah, you don't get halfway through the day and realise you haven't pre- Dude, prepared your kit. Dude, this is such kit. a great point. I say this in business, like discipline in your business with your spending... With your, with how you handle your diary, with your staff, that's going to create more freedom for everyone. Absolutely, yeah. mate. Yeah. yeah, and just in normal life as well, day to day life. Yeah. You know, yeah. discipline equals freedom. Yeah. So, uh, I think it's Jocko Willink, isn't it? Who's yes, saying discipline, discipline equals freedom. Equals freedom. And that, that, uh, there's never, a, again, never a true word spoken. Yeah. Um, if you have no discipline in your life, you're always chasing your tail. You're always putting out fires. You're always wishing you were somewhere else. You know else what I've you, heard you know, as well, and I love this. If you don't have discipline, you make your life harder than necessary. Yeah, absolutely. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. think that I think the problem is with discipline. Sometimes it's it's linked to like suffering. Yes, yeah, it's linked yeah. To yeah. Suffering. Yeah, exactly. And I think changing your perspective on what discipline means is fucking huge. Yes, I absolutely. I mean, maybe yeah. in the military there was a bit of suffering for the discipline. That, was that? Necessary suffering though in the in the military. You, you're training for war at the end of the day. You're training to keep your mates alive and yeah, yourself yeah, yeah, alive. Yeah. So that's necessary yeah. in that point of view. You yeah. know, not just to lose a bit of weight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, even. Even that kind of suffering, I suppose, is necessary, isn't it? Yeah, you know, if, yeah, if, yeah, if you yeah. need to lose some weight... You've got to eat some shit. Yeah. And then, what, what, what's the other one? We're just firing quotes off left, right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but they always say, don't they, you know, if someone's, you know, if someone's hard to get, it's usually worthwhile if well, it's easy. We were easy. talking about that with a fucking yeah. blue belt. Holy shit. Exactly, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> like you're talking about losing weight there, yeah. it's hard to lose weight. No. But it's worth it. But it's worth it, and it yeah. should be hard, because then that, the memory of that hard period of your life yeah. will probably stop you going yeah. back to it because you're yeah. thinking oh, fuck I don't want to go yeah. through that again do you yeah. know what I mean yeah. coming that, back to the uh, you know the discipline so what What? how do the like what kind of is it routine do you have a structure or do you journal is that what you, something you do on a morning or? personally now yeah. or in the military you're saying both alright uh, well I mean in the military it's massively structured you know yeah. from the minute you get up 
in the morning to the minute you finish work, you know exactly what you're doing minute mm. by minute by minute. Yeah. And then it's your job to prepare your equipment and prepare yourself yeah. for them. So you, you almost have like a group schedule then your own personal on top of that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That fits yeah. In. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So you'll have like a, a, a daily training program that you're going to do uh-huh. and then it's your job to make Fit sure in you're in the right place at the right time with the right equipment, Yeah, yeah. all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. That and in the military... <laughs> when you were in the training, what was the consequence of not being in the right time, right place at the right time? And I, I mean, it would depend on what the, the task was. <laughs> if it was something important, look, the, the thing we always say in the military is like, let's say you're on operations and, yeah. you've, and you've got a helicopter going to pick you up at zero of 900 hours at yeah. mm. a certain grid reference and you're not there yeah. at zero 900 hours, that helicopter's leaving. It's not going to sit there and wait for yes. you while it's got incoming fire. Yes. So the consequence there would be you're death. stuck in the middle of the desert with no extraction. You know, so everything we do, we try and like work towards that, if you get what I mean. So even though it might be turn up at nine o'clock for PT, if you turn up at five past nine, there's going to be consequences for that. Your PT (laughs) just doubled, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And so it should do in the military. How long were you in the military for before you were kind of deployed and what was that like for you? Uh, So I I joined in November 2000, uh, passed out of basic training in July. Yeah. Uh, uh, 2001 yeah. and then my first operational tour was March 2002 so it was like less than a year out of training yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. where did you go? Uh, that was Northern Ireland across from Glen yeah bandit country yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. and you've been in Afghanistan right? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. how was that? Uh, hard, again hard to describe yes. it's one of them things like were you were you scared before you went over? Or no was there other, why not? no I mean I, so by the time I went to Afghanistan I'd, I'd already been like say across McGlenn, I'd already been yes. in Iraq a couple of times, yes. been on a few op- other operational tours yeah. as well. Um, as, a, as a Marine, as a Royal Marine, before you go there, you know you're, you're ready to go there. Do you know what I mean? All the training and preparation you do, yeah. is, it's second to none. There's, yes. there's, there's no more professional soldiers out there than there is Royal Marines, parachute regiment guys, you know, yeah. the, the army infantry, yeah. you know, the British military, especially the infantiers and the engineers and stuff like that, are yeah. ultimately professional. So by yeah. the time you go out there, I don't know any Marine that, that would turn around and say, yeah, I was shitting myself. You really? Know? I wouldn't, no. I mean, don't think, don't get me wrong, you're going to have that feeling in your yeah. stomach, but yeah, you've also got that well, bit of excitement. That's keep you alive, isn't it? Exactly, mate. You've yeah. got that bit of excitement and you've also got that bit that you want to do it because yeah. at the end of the day, that's why we join up in it. Yeah. Yeah. No one joins something like the Royal Marines because they're not, forced to do it. It's a polished not. boot. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's, it's not a, yeah, yeah. It's not, yeah. It's you not know that point's going to come. And everything, I suppose, like you say, is about preparing for that. Exactly. And I yeah. suppose you've definitely took that over in your fighting career and everyone. So, so that, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've had a couple of boxing matches, but I'm talking about when I'm speaking from the, if I'm speaking on a big stage, mm-hmm. that thing that you just said, everyone's like, do you get nervous? I'm like, of course I get fucking nervous, but my nerves are less when I'm fucking prepared. Yeah. When I know I've done everything yeah. I can to prepare yeah. for it. Like my PowerPoints, I mean, it's, obviously it's a completely different scenario. No one's going to shoot me on the fucking stage. But also, sure someone will want to. But it's it's also a different type of nervousness. It's not 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 like nervous about some because you get nervous about things you don't want to do, don't you? you know, yeah, you, yeah. But you yeah, also yeah. get nervous about things you do want to do. Yeah, and it's the those same feelings and excitement, though. Yeah, like those are, exactly. Yeah. Those are good nerves, and yeah. those are nerves that if you're trained or you, you you've practiced in using them in the right way, yeah. then it's good to have them nerves, isn't it? Yeah. And again, yeah. that's something you do in the Royal Marines quite a lot. You 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 practice how to get over them nerves and use them yeah. in the right manner. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know. Hey, so, what got you in MMA? What got me? Were you into still MMA? in the Marines when you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? I was in the Marines uh, when I got into MMA. Yeah. Um, I'd never even watched. I didn't even know anything about MMA until I was on 
a ship. And I've told this story a few times because I can't remember where, where we were coming back from. Yeah. It was either somewhere in Africa or it was Norway. Yeah. And one of my I mates... Do, 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 do. I know, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I was like, could you say two polar ass? I know, yeah. Like, one's the jungle, one's fucking Arctic. But uh, we, we were on the way back from one of them two. It's just because those two trips were within, like, dead short space oh, really? of time yeah, yeah, yeah. in the same unit with the same lads. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and on, on the way back, like, me and one of my mates, Stroudy, we just started watching UFC DVDs and then we yeah. started going down, like, under under the deck on the ship with a couple of mats. Mingy, like just rusty bits of kit everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you can imagine, the bottom yeah. deck of a ship would be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We just started going down and like watching a DVD and then going practicing. Like he won by armbar. Let's try that. Really? Yeah, that's Shit. literally how we started. Then I got yeah. back to England and uh, got on Google and found uh, Quantum over in Diggle, run right. by the Butlin Brothers. Right. And that was my intro to MMA. Really? So, had you done anything before that? Like, did you do boxing? Yeah, no yeah boxing. I mean, I boxed as a kid, not, yeah. not to any level that you yeah, write home just, about or anything and done Thai boxing yeah. as well uh, I've not I've not done any form of grappling or anything I mean we've done the close quarter combat stuff in the Marines but even then yeah. back then that was very very fucking wrist locks and shit like yes. someone punches you catch the hand do a wrist lock yeah like, yeah it's never gonna work yeah but um yeah apart from that it was really me well I, I actually before I actually went to Quantum I went to a, another place that was like advertising they did UFC and when I got there it was like exercise <laughs> Yeah. Oh, just kind of yeah. Like, yeah. It, it was like this is not what you said it was going <laughs> to oh, be was it like one yeah. of those weird uh, the ones that you see online where it's like the uh, self-defense kind yeah, of shit yeah but like using all the UFC terminology and oh, wearing, wearing MMA gloves and that the and tap out t-shirts yeah and I got there and I'm like fucking hell these guys are legit they've got fucking tap out t-shirts <laughs> on and then like when we started training just because I was like a marine and I was fit and I, yeah. and I could have a bit of a scrap you yeah. know what I mean yeah you know, I just walked out of there thinking, fucking hell, is this what it's about? That, that was a load of crap. <laughs> is that what it did yeah. to get to the top? And then, <laughs> I went over to Quantum the week after. Yeah. And my, so my first introduction to MMA was that session. Mm. Then I went to Quantum thinking, ah, I'm not, all right at this. Yeah, this technique bollocks and <laughs> yeah, all that. Bit, yeah, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and whatever, but just just give it them. Got there and got strangled by Ian Butlin about 30 times. <laughs> really? With absolutely no effort whatsoever on his part. Yeah. And then I was just like, ah, right. This is what it is. <laughs> this is the real stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was yeah. a good experience because I got humbled on day one, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. What's, um, how long was that until you had your first fight then? Uh so my, my first fight was a semi-pro fight I, I didn't bother with it because back in them days the amateur fights were no headshots like even stood up really it was basically grappling with leg kicks yes uh, how old were you when, like when all this was uh, uh, now you're asking <laughs> <laughs> probably 22 or something 21 yes. 22 yeah, maybe yeah. yeah so when did you join the marines when I was 17 17 yeah man. yeah yeah don't um, talk around, does he? No, no. No. Straight in. No, we're not here for a long time. <laughs> He's just chasing the danger stage. The danger chaser. That's it, mate. I love it. Name. How long have you been training for before that first fight? Before my first fight. Um, so, yeah, so it was a semi-pro fight and it was actually down in Exeter. So it was a bit of a mission to travel down there. Yeah. Uh, I think I've been training probably about six months. It really? Yeah, it weren't long. That was that was average back in them days, though, yeah. weren't it? Turn Wild up, West. Do a bit of pads. Yeah, you can fight. When do you want to fight? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But there was actually a, a training, a, a gym that was training at down in Exeter as well, run by a guy called Gary Davis. Who, so he was a black belt in like traditional jiu-jitsu. Yeah. But he'd found Brazilian jiu-jitsu maybe... I'm guessing maybe 2002, 2003. Yeah. So by the time I started training with him in about 2005, 
he was like, he was a blue belt at BJJ and he yeah. transitioned from tra traditional to doing BJJ. Yeah. So I was training with him down in like Taunton right. twice a week when I was down well, in the Marines. Yeah. yeah, but I was based down there ah, anyway. Okay. So I was based down at Taunton. So yeah. luckily he was right you know, on my, on my doorstep. So I'd go and train with him twice a week. Then I'd come home yeah. at the weekends. I'd train up at Quantum with the Butland brothers and that. Yeah. Then I started training at Rob Sinclair's. I'd go over there on a Sunday. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so the fight was down in Exeter. So luckily Gary and them guys came over with me as well. So, yeah, it was, it was a good yeah. time. It, yeah. Pretty crazy times back in them days. Cause yeah, wild the way, thing yeah. was as well, well, then, like, was it even in a cage then? Because these yeah, are a lot no, of fights yeah, and boxing rings and that, right? Yeah. So my first one was in a cage. I've had a few in boxing rings, yeah. but the first one was in a cage. Yeah. And it was one of them where you could look through the, the curtains into the next door's warm-up room. And if he had tie <laughs> boxing shorts on, you're like, right, take him down, he's yeah. a tie <laughs> Or if he had board shorts on, you're like, I'm not too sure about this yeah, guy. I think he might have some shorts. rubber guard. Love it. I love it, mate. And So how did you get in the ultimate fight, I think? Did you just go down and audition? Just, yeah, I just went to the trials. Yeah. Um, I was I was signed to Cage Warriors Management Company back back in them days, yeah. um, Warrior Management. Right. So they they got in touch with us and said, right, we want you to go down to the trials and that. So I did. Mm. Obviously, I didn't think anything was going to come of it because mm. I mean, at the time, what did they do in the trials? I don't how know. They, how did they trial you out? But on, on the trials I went to, we all turned up at um, I can't remember where it was, but it was some place in London. Anyway, yeah. we all turned up there. Dana White gave us the big. Do you want to be a fucking fighter? Speech. <laughs> <and all that. laughs> uh, then they started off with a grapple off, basically. Yeah. Uh -huh. So just a big, big really? room. Everyone sat around the corners of the yeah. edges of the room. They had like four mats going at one time. Yeah. Uh, like, like he, Dana came out and he said, "Like, I'm not, I'm not here to see you. Not bothered about who wins or loses. If you tap someone or not, I want to yeah. see that you can grapple. You know, because yeah. anyone can jump out, grab an headlock on someone, squeeze their forehead, and yeah. get, yes. get a shitty tap. You know yes. what I mean?" I think that's what he was expecting because he yeah. didn't know if English guys could grapple or not. I think he's, he was expecting a load of tough guys and yeah. juice yeah. bombs and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we all grappled off and um, I ended up grappling with a guy called AJ Wen. I don't know mm -hmm. if you remember him. No, nah, no. Nah. He's like, uh, I don't know if he's fighting anymore, but he was fighting. He was quite a good name back yeah. in them days and a yeah. real good grappler, good fighter. Yeah. So me and him ended up grappling. We had a proper good little match. It, it, I'm, I was actually lucky that I got with someone like him who could grapple and scramble kind a little bit. Yeah, because it, yeah, it made us yeah. both look pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and basically, it was a case of while you were grappling, Dana was walking around the mats. Mm -hmm. And if he didn't like what he said, he'd just like tap you both on the shoulders and go, right, go on, lads. And the really? next, yeah, literally simple. I wonder what as that. he was looking for then in that interesting. He was just that. looking to see you could grapple. You're, you're, you're exciting and, yeah. you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and he just whittled most of the people out there yeah. on that on mm. that in that first hour, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. And I think at the end of that, as we were grappling, they're like, right, stand up, you two. I think he sent AJ with me as well. I think he put us both through to the next stage. Yeah. Like, uh, but then then the next stage was like pad drills, and it was the same on that. So you had they had a lot of um, pad men there. Yeah. And you went on and you jumped on with them, and they were just calling combos out, and he's just walking around making sure you could. Yeah. Just watching you hit the combos and stuff, and same thing. He would be walking around. And he'd just be tapping people on the shoulders, going, "Yep, thanks, seen enough, go on." Yeah. Or, "Yep, mm. thanks, go and stand over there." Yeah. And the numbers were going down and down. And then I think the next one was like some like tech spars or something like that. And again, same sort of thing. And yeah. he just went on and on like that all yeah. day. Yeah. And it got to the end of the day, and it was like, right, those of you that left come back for interviews. Yeah. And then at the end of the interview, it was the same. If you didn't have a bit of personality or if yeah. you were a bit born or whatever yeah. Yeah, see you later yeah. go home do you think they wanted a bit of your backstory as well yeah they wanted a bit of backstory I mean you've got to understand oh so by the uh, 
this is the thing when we went on to the interview stage it wasn't Dana interviewing you it was the, like the TV show guys oh, really yeah so they wanted to see entertaining stuff of course they do yeah, yeah. They, I mean they're interested in the fighting yeah but at the end of the day they're a they TV people company to watch the show. so they yeah. want people they want viewers yeah. um, so they wanted to see that you could speak you know you weren't told totally a bit about you yeah you had a yeah. bit about you had a bit of backstory you, yeah. had, you could could have a bit of banter and that sort of stuff yeah. I yeah. think they were a bit concerned about me at first because I was in the military. Yeah. When I first came in, they were like, um, listen, I know you're in the military, but we don't want to wear none of this. Yes, sir. No, sir. Bollocks. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was like, yeah, you're not going to get that out of me. I'm a Marine. We, yeah. we don't do that shit. We, you know, we're thinking soldiers. Yeah. So I just give them a load of shit for 10 minutes and yeah. uh, they put me through. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out. Yeah. And then was it straight out there or was it a weird No, or? no. Weird one. So we, you had more interviews then at a later date. There was about 20 phone calls back and forth. Yeah. Then we flew out to Vegas for a week. Um, a load of us flew out there. There was like, I was there, Andre, all the guys that were on the show, yeah. but like Kane Musa came out with us, um, yeah. Gary Kelly. Um, there was a load of us went out. Yeah. And we flew out for a week. They put us up in hotels for a week. And for that week, it was just a case. It was pretty cool, actually, because they had a big UFC RV outside, yeah. as you would imagine. Yeah. And every morning, we had, like, a commitment. So it might be a bit of grappling or a bit of training yeah. or speaking on camera or a photo shoot or whatever. Yeah. But it was very... They didn't need us there for a week. They could have probably done it in a day. Really? Yeah. Because then... It was a holiday. It was a holiday, but it was brilliant. So <laughs> yeah. in the mornings, you'd do the commitments with the UFC. Yeah. Then you'd finish whatever you were doing. You'd meet, you'd like go and have some breakfast or whatever. You'd arrange your time to meet at the RV. Mm -hmm. Everyone would meet at the RV and then the guys would be like, right, what do you want to do for the day? And it was all on the UFC's credit card. Really? Oh, yeah. So we'd be like, uh, let's go and shoot shotguns. You know? <laughs> really? Anything, Shit. you know, yeah. whatever we could come up with. Um, yeah. And they, they kind of squared it away. Yeah. It was, it was a good week. Yeah. It was a fun week. Yeah. 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 You had to make weight as well on the week. Yeah. You had to make weight. Just to show that you could. Just to that show way. that you could. I think you had to be if you like whatever weight class you were fighting at. I think you had to weigh in within five pounds of it. Yeah. So what's uh, the type of atmosphere like on them? What like oh, between the two? Actually, in the in, in the, the house in the house right. with those it was pretty cool. You know, I mean, it was Team USA versus Team UK. So I think that might have been. I think that was the first time they did an international was one. It? Yeah, I might be wrong on that, but I yeah. think it was. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, it was re the, the the relationship we had between the teams was really good. Yeah. To be honest, really good. We were all chatting together and watching TV and stuff at yeah, night time yeah. and having barbecues yeah. and stuff. Obviously, you're spending most of the time with your own teammates, mm. but we, we had a really good time with yeah. them. It was, yeah, did you know good. quite a few of the lads anyway, or the the lads from the lads Team UK? Team, yeah, 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 a couple of them I knew. Yeah, yeah. I knew Dean Amasinger a bit, knew yeah. Andre a little bit, knew yeah. Ross a little bit. Yeah. The guys that were like uh, signed to Cage, I think them guys were signed to Cage Warriors as well. You see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I knew a few of them. I knew everyone from around the scene, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, but yeah, I knew yeah, a few yeah. of them like a little bit personally. Yeah. And obviously on the show, you get to know each other really well because you're, yeah. you're in each other's pockets, aren't you? For yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah. Eight, how how long are you training a day there for? So you do two training sessions a day. You do one in the morning, one in the evening. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. And it's like, that was kind of what you used to anyway, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. In fact, I, I would hesitate. You probably do more than that at home. I mean, I used to, yeah. Yeah, I try and max out at two sessions a day now. Because yeah. otherwise, I just feel like you end up with your body run down and you stop learning. You're just spending more time on recovery than mm -hmm. yeah, skills. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But back in them days, I was an idiot. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was training like four or five times a day, mate. Yeah. You know, yeah. more and, is better. And, and would you say that that experience in there opened up a lot of other opportunities for you or...? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it. I mean, it got my name out there, didn't it? For for starters, yeah. in 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 UK MMA. Yeah, and it. You know, I met a lot of people that yeah. um, that I've, I've stayed friends with throughout, yeah. and we've got a few connections through, yeah. and we've got we've done a few things together. So yeah. yeah, yeah, nice. Funny story actually. Before so after that week, you go home and you're still waiting to know whether you're in or not to go back. Yes, and um, so I've gone home and I'm in the UK and I'm actually sat at home and my phone kept ringing and it was yeah. like a weird number and I, ne- yeah. I never answer my phone man. I'm terrible as well I, it's, I ju- I've just I've got so much to do I just try and I, my phone's always on silent I never yeah. have the ringer on so I very rarely ring, uh, answer it yeah I've, I only check my text messages maybe once a day at, yeah. at evening so you just, get back to them all at the same time yeah just because otherwise you end up chasing your tail all day yeah. don't you you forget where you're up See, to and you don't dis- get back to this people. is discipline for discipline, this yeah, Man, yeah. honestly the other day I've gone to Nero Got three coffees, my phone goes off my pocket. And I've got my hands full and I'm losing my shit because I can't check my phone. Yeah. You only check your that. phone like I don't have any notifications on my phone. Zero. There's yeah. no notifications on yeah. my phone. None yeah. at all. So I will get to my phone. I'll check like my message, like my inbox, my DMs and stuff. I'll yeah. check social media messages, like inbox and DMs and stuff, I'll check once or twice a week. Really? Yeah. It's social media. That's what yeah. it is. It, you know, it, it, it's social media. It's not. It's not the the way I professionally interact. It's not with professional people. media. The, yeah. the, the way I professionally interact with people is through emails or mainly yes. through seeing them in the gym. Yes. You know, because that's face to face. That's yes. the best way of speaking to anybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My social media, I only check the inbox once or twice a week. Sometimes I can go weeks without Dude, that's checking. That's fucking it. amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go. Sorry, get yes. back to the story. Yeah, <laughs> doing my fault. I just yeah. started it. Nice I'm good. like, really? My, my phones kept kept ringing and kept ringing. It was about ten o'clock at night, and I'm looking at, thinking, I'm looking at who's ringing me. And it kept ringing, and it, I noticed it was like a weird number I didn't recognise. And I answered it because I was still young as well. Don't don't forget, you know. I answered it in a bit of a like, "Hello, who's this?" Yeah, like, <laughs> just say, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stop ringing me. Yeah, and it was this American girl on the other end. Hey there, is that Martin? And I was like, <laughs> Oh, who's this cold call? I just thought yeah, it was some weird yeah, cold yeah. call. Yeah, yes, it is. Who's this? It's 10 o'clock at night, love. What do you want? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She's like, oh, it's from, from the UFC. I'm just to tell you you're on the ultimate fight. Oh, like, oh. <laughs> you nearly got blanked as well. <laughs> and then it was a case of like, can you come out next week? Yeah. I was like, good job I answered that call. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love it. Yeah. So, um, mate, this, um, what would you say, and I love asking fighters this, what's the hardest part of fighting? Everyone's, I bet you everyone said making weight, didn't they? David Grant yeah. said aye. aye. Alex said that. I mean, yeah, making weight is hardest. I, I always struggle to answer a question when someone says hardest. Yeah. Because I don't like to look as anything as hard. Yes. Do, do you get what I mean? Challenging. Challenging is a better yeah. way of saying yeah. it, yeah. I don't, like, if, if in my opinion, and I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way, if you're doing something like MMA that you've chose to do, no one's forcing you to do it. Yes. You chose to do it. You get to do a sport that you love every day. You get to go out there in front of a crowd and, you know, but show off your skills. Yes. I don't view any of it as hard. Dude, I love that, if you yeah. get what I mean. Dude, I totally do because it's 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 the difference between the language that you use is amazing. That that's what I mean. Because you should never feel yeah, like exactly, when people mate. say I have to do this or exactly, I need to do this. Mate. That means I feel Shall obliged I tell you to do what's it. Hard, mate? Shall I tell you what's hard? What's Getting hard? up at five a.m. in the morning to do a shit job that you don't want to do. Yes. Mm. Like someone who's got to get up at five a.m. to drive a truck for twelve hours. Yes. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. So when people ask me about what's hard about MMA, I love this shit. So yes. I, I don't. I love that. I don't want to view it as hard. Yeah. Challenging is a better way. Challenging. Of What's the most it, yeah. challenging part? So yeah, you'd be right then. It's asking the most challenging, I would say, 
the actual weight cutting itself. Yeah. Uh, did you used to? Did you have to have to cut a lot when you were? But what, I mean, I've done different things. Sometimes I've I've stayed heavy and and done a lot. I mean, the, the most I ever cut was for that the eight man tournament I did, and I cut from eighty kilos to seventy. Yeah. And by the time I got back in, I was like eighty one kilos. Yeah. Uh, I've I've done it where I've dieted right down to like. Hang on a fucking second, yeah. yeah. Hang on, you cut down to seventy kilos yeah. and then went back in, back in the cage. At 81? Yeah, 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 81, yeah. Dude, that yeah. is fucking sick. What was it, day before Wayne? Or? Takes me Yeah, six. day before Wayne, yeah. Oh, Dude, that's crazy. Wayne, yeah. What did you yeah. fucking eat before 10 kilos back on? Just, it was mainly water. It was just mainly rehydrating really? yeah. myself. And, uh, but it was a bad move because I felt, I mean, I won the tournament, yeah. so we But I didn't particularly perform well. Yeah. Yeah. I felt sluggish on the night and yeah. I felt, I got chinned at one point by in, in the second round by a guy rock my world yeah. and it weren't a great shot either it was just because I was so sluggish he couldn't yes. do something yeah. uh, so I've never cut that much weight again I feel for me I'm at my best when I'm around 77, 78 kilos yeah. and that's still a hard cut to get yeah. down to 70 yeah. I can diet down to about 75 yeah. but I start feeling them last few weeks of training and my joints are going at fit like I'm yeah a, a lot of information yeah I'm not I'm not going to be able to explode the way I want to and stuff yeah um, yeah so average, I'd say 77, 78 is what yeah. I'd like is that to what you Is that what you want to fight at next? 70 kilos? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll continue fighting at 70. Yeah. If there's an interesting fight at 77, I'd take that as well. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I, I normally walk around probably about 83. Over Christmas, about 86. <laughs> <laughs> During lockdown, about 90. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so, no, I, w- I would normally walk around about 83 kilos if, you know, if I'm just... Yeah. If I'm training, and but I'm just eating... Fifth, you know, kind of healthy. I'm yeah, not, yeah, I won't yeah. be dieting then, but I'll be eating yeah, relatively yeah. healthy. They're giving a shit about what you eat. I'll yeah. eat healthy stuff, but then I'll also eat a Snickers if I want one, yeah. you know. Um, and I'll yeah. be about 83 kilos normally, but when I start, yeah. you know, fight camp, then I'll bring it down and I look to be between 77 and 78 yeah. the week of the fight, yeah. Nice. And, and, and speaking of fight camp, you're supposed to have, haven't like your last three fights been cancelled or something? Yeah, it's been a nightmare. Yeah. So me, me, like say three fights ago, um, we had a pretty bad family issue. I, I won't talk about it because I don't want to upset my wife if yeah. when she listens to the podcast. Yeah. There. But yeah, we had quite a big family issue that was just more important to me at the yeah. time to be there and support my wife yes. and um, support you know all my kids and yeah. my mother-in-law and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I had to pull out of that one due yeah. to that. Um, yeah. Then the next one was again rescheduled against the same guy, Adam yeah. Ventry, and he unfortunately had a, a shoulder injury. Um, and, and again, he's, Adam's as legit as the get. Is Adam at um, Is it next gen? He trains with Rimmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's, you know, Adam's a legit fighter. He, yeah. He'd fight you in a backyard, wouldn't he? So, you know, he, he injured his shoulder, pulled out. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I'm sure me and him will get that fight yeah. rescheduled at some point. Everyone wants to see it. Yeah. Um, and then. The next thing was the guy, the replacement guy, pulled out on the day of the fight. Um, with that, an, that was Cage Warriors, wasn't it? Cage Warriors, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. was fighting on that card, and I remember it was yeah. like literally, was a day of. It day was of? on the morning, wasn't it? No, it was early afternoon. It was about half one or something on the oh, afternoon, yeah. Mate, and you hadn't had a fight for like a couple of years, is it? It was the first time Cage Warriors had come to Manchester. Mm. Oh, fucking Ever. hell, really? Yeah, loads of Proctor, fought, Proctor fought on that one as well, yeah, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. It was an SBG show, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, was it? Um, I was uh, co-main event. Obviously, Jack Cartwright was main event for the title. I was yes. co-main event. Yeah. There's probably nobody on the planet asked Cage Warriors to come to Manchester as much as I have. I've been asking them for 15 <laughs> years, banging on about it, telling them we'll sell it out, we'll yeah. this and that. Yeah. Cage Warriors have always been a bit 
I don't know why, but they've always been a bit saying to me, oh, Manchester's a hard crowd and all this. And Dude, Manchester boxing? Manchester's the best crowd, man. Well, that's hard Manchester's the best. I mean, if you look at the, show, the shows in the Northwest, like, oh, like, FCCs and your ICs and yeah. stuff like that. The show, they're brilliant shows. Yeah. Mm. The crowds are brilliant. The supporters are great. The yeah. fights are always cracking. Yeah. I knew Cage Warriors in Manchester would do well, but they were always a little bit cautious about it. And then they finally put it on. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, cool, main event. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. And then that happens. <laughs> Dude, that's a... Uh... Well, it comes back to what we were talking about earlier. You adapt, don't you? I'm not going to sit around bitching and whinging about it. Because you ended up commentating on the night, didn't you? Uh, yeah, well, I went on the on the broadcast for a little yeah. bit, but I had a, we had a, 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 you know, a changing room full of guys warming up yeah. for fights, so I just wanted to be up there most of the yeah. night. Yeah. And then also, I, I'd sold a lot of tickets for that fight, so I had a lot of my friends and family mm. and supporters mm. at the venue watching it, so I, I wanted to at least get out and try and speak to them all yes. and see them all, because yes. they came to see me fight you know um so i wanted to go out and show me appreciation for the support and stuff and speak yeah. to them a bit and yeah. have a few drinks with them and stuff um yeah. so then yeah that, that was pretty much what i did yeah. for the evenings between the changing rooms <laughs> dude and i can't imagine what oh, it must wow. be like to train did he have a long fight camp as well it's all year round in it fight camp we're training all year and then we just make the adjustments when fights come up yes um so yeah, we had a Yeah, so you guys aren't camp. you're not a, a fighter that I mean was was spoke to Tyson Fury about this. He used to have a fight he used to put loads of weight on between fights and that. Yeah. And, and not train and then yeah, train yeah. when he had a fight. But yeah, you guys are yeah, yeah. you guys are full full time athletes. We're training it? all year round, we're in the gym all year round. I, yeah. I've not had a day out of this gym since lockdown start lockdown started. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've yeah. been in this gym. It's what you do. Either building the gym business wise or trying to stay in touch with my members and yeah. stuff like that. And then yeah. once we've opened, I've not had a day out of it on the mats. Yeah. That's all we do, you know what yeah. I mean? We, yeah. we're, we're, if you're a professional at something, you do it every day, don't you? And this is what we do. Dude, I fucking uh, love that. So, yeah. I love that, but it was on the day of the fight, someone to pull out like that. What were your yeah. emotions, like anger or frustration? or Yeah, of, I mean... Ups, even up, I would even imagine that it kind of went beyond anger and you were kind of so, upset, I mean, maybe. For the first hour or so, yeah, anger, frustration, all them sort of words you just yeah. used then. Yeah. And, but then, like I say, after about an hour or so... I got my head back together yeah. and said, like, you know, told myself, you know, what would I be saying to someone if this was happening to them? I'd be saying to them, stop fucking bitching. Yeah. Get on with it. Yeah. Go and do some... Bitching isn't whinging isn't important. Yeah. Go and do something that is important. Yes. So then decided to get my shit together and go and help, lad, help corn the lads out one, the lads up, go and see my friends and family, go yeah. and see my supports. Because that's important. Yes, mm-hmm. of course Sitting it is. whinging and focusing all on how bad my situation is yeah. is not important so I give myself an hour of that and then I got straight back nice. into it yeah nice I love it so so talking to the gym then let's talk kind of business now when did you open this fucking magnificent fucking place so we opened originally in 2012 as like one big gym yeah um, full contact performance center yeah and then in well just before lockdown started so we, we, we've been um, the martial arts side of things like the jiu-jitsu and the MMA we've been a, an SBG affiliate since 2013 14. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, then last year, I, I decided to go full time as SBG Rochdale. Yeah. Um, in, in, in the martial arts side of things. Yeah. And were, you, were, you, were you training anyone? Kind of, were you, were you running a gym anywhere else before you opened this place? Or was this. So, no, I was still in the Marines when we opened this oh, place. Shit, really? Yeah, yeah, I was still in. When shit, we what year did you leave the Marines then? I left in 2012. Oh, fucking hell. This place opened in the March. I actually left in the September. Oh, so shit. still in the Marines while we opened, yeah. Shit, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And what yeah. made you do that? Were you just... 
Well, like, I was, now, what was, I, the, was that something to do when you left the Marines? Yeah, I mean, I, I was at a point in my career where, so 2010, I went to Afghanistan mm -hmm. and like the, the level of soldiering and preparation that was needed for that tour yeah. meant everything else had to go on hold. Yes. You know what I mean? So like everything we did was all about Afghanistan and training for that. Yeah. Um, so we did that tour and it was a good tour. Yeah. And then I came back from there and then obviously as soon as I got back, people were like, when are you going to fight again? When's this happening? When's that again? Yeah. So I had to make a decision, mate. I was at the point where it was either one or the other because yes. the level of soldiering of the unit I was in was required was like... It was had, it? Yeah, it had yeah. to be top notch. And then the level I was at, I think I'd had like seven pro fights by then. Yeah. And I'd been on the Ultimate Fighter, so I got a bit of a target on my back from that as yes. well. And I got a couple of British titles under my belt and stuff, so I had yeah. a target on my back from that. So it was either do one all in or the other all in. Yes. You can't keep yeah, flicking You can't spread forth. yourself yeah, that nah. thing. And I felt I'd done everything I wanted to do in the Marines. Um, mm. There's loads of people done a shitload more than me. I'm not yeah. saying you know, I've done it all or anything, yeah, yeah, but I've done yeah. everything I wanted to do. Yes. I've done everything. And it was a weird one. I remember I had, there was actually a, a night in Afghanistan where I was like preparing my kit and preparing my lads and briefing people and giving orders to my guys and then mm -hmm. briefing the Afghans that we was mentoring and stuff like I got my shit together. And then before I got two hours in my, in my sleeping bag before we went on the operation, I remember actually sitting there and thought, fucking hell, I actually feel like I'm good at this shit now. Yeah, yeah. It's the first time in my career I actually thought, I'm on top of everything. I'm, yes. I'm, I know what I'm doing. I feel like I'm a black belt. Yes. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, I, and I thought, and I was, when I was considering what I should do, I was thinking back to that as well. And I was thinking, well, is there much more I can get out of it personally? Yeah. And I felt like I got everything personally, yeah. like skill, less life skills and all that that yes. I needed to do. And I felt like I got all the experiences I wanted out of it. Yes. Um, and I felt it was just time to, to, to go and, and pursue MMA full time. Yeah. And then obviously the fact that I've got two kids and a wife and um, mm. Afghanistan was a pretty rough tour and yeah. not everybody came home on that tour. So it was like, yeah, I've done my bit as well. Do I want to, yeah. how many times can you yeah. to do it and um, yeah. take that risk yeah. Yes, when you've got family at home that you need to feed? So yeah, 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 yeah. Those were all the factors, you know? Yeah. And do you think that, do you think that, because I know a lot of guys listen to this, there'll be a lot of, I know a lot of guys struggle when they leave the military yeah. to adapt to this. Do you think having this to almost not go straight, well, it would have been straight in, but was it? Do you think that's yeah. helped? Do you think having something yeah. to focus on when you come out of the military is a huge deal for you? I, I think it's necessary, absolutely, ne super necessary. <laughs> <laughs> super necessary, bro. Spotify. Like, Spotify will be on the case next. Like, a fight I taught him with an American accent. Was yeah, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do for 99 million. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's massively, you need someone to focus because most people who are in the military, I said this last week actually, most people who are in the military, for the most part, you love what you do. It's important to yes. you. You love the people that you, you, that yeah. you work with. You're motivated. You, you're, you're not... There's not many people in the military no. who are not driven individuals. You know, most mm. people are driven individuals. Mm. So I think when you leave the military, you need something that replaces that. Yes. You need something that's going to drive you, give you purpose, yeah. something that's going to get you up in the mornings. Yeah. Um, so going straight into this, mm. you clearly helped me, you know, and it's, mm. it's helped me ever since. Mm. What's, what's, the, what's the most challenging thing about running? I almost said the hardest. <laughs> I've got new vocabulary now. That's Here it every yeah. time. What's the, most yeah. what's the most challenging thing about running a business for you? Because a full-time fucking thing, it, it's, oh, I think running a business is more yeah. than full-time. Way more than full-time. It's, it's all the things you don't see in it. Yeah. Because 
They're running out of toilet roll. Yeah, I mean, yeah. people see that you're on He's the only mat saying that. Dude, I have to, dude, honestly, once for a whole week in the office, I had to wipe me also. You know, the, the, the bench wipes, the bleach, yeah. the lemon fresh ones. <laughs> me also smelt nice. I was going to say, I bet it was pretty fresh. I was. <laughs> We've got two toilets like in the downstairs office, and I'm doing fucking shuffles between the two, seeing which one's got paint. I saw he has Matt the other day. <laughs> Matt the other day has had a shite in one toilet, the other one's next door. And all I see is him scuttling across the fucking... Across the like like the the office space with his pants on his ankles, like you run out of toilet roll, son. <laughs> like a dog, <laughs> like a dog. They're like a penguin on Happy Feet. You, che- you walked in and chewed the other one. The other I did day. walk in and chew the other one. I walked in the other one, chewed it. I. So what's the, let's get back to the question. What's the, what's the, what do you find the most challenging thing about running? Um, because dude, this isn't a small operation. No, it's it's a bit. That, I mean, that is the. It's just making sure the cog keep turning and, and making sure the right people are in the right place, doing the mm. right jobs in the right. And the roles. military must have. Yeah, the, I mean. So the way I see everything is, you should bring more value than you take out. Mm. So like to, to this, to this, the gym, the facility, I have to bring more value to my members and to their lives and to the the, the community around us. And I get out, and I get a lot of value out of it. You know, yeah. I, know I, I mean personal value. Like yes. I, I get a lot of value out of coaching my members and seeing them progress. Mm. For me personally, I, when I see that and the kids that I teach, it, it, you know, it builds me up personally. I like doing, I love doing it. Yeah. So I, I've got to make sure I give them more value than that. If you get, yes. and it's hard to do because I love this shit so much. Yes. And I need to make sure that you set the bar high. Yeah, I need to set the bar high, but then I need to make sure that what we give them back and the, the, the coaching we give them is even higher. Yeah. I always like to make sure that like, if you promise something, you should over... Do what like, you said you would do. Yeah, do, do what yeah. you said you would do. Exactly, yeah. that, just that T-shirt, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just that, that is probably the most challenging thing, making sure that you're always... And, you, and don't get me wrong, we always get, we get things wrong, don't we? We always make mistakes and we will get things wrong from time to time and then when you do, you learn from it. Yeah. But it's that, it's just making sure that you're always setting the bar as high as you can. Your, your lowest standard is always higher than anyone else's highest yes. standard is what, you know, is what you're aiming yes. for. And um, even that's a hard thing to do because it is such a big operation. You've got to try and stay in touch with your coaches, your staff members on a regular. And, and sometimes weeks can go by and you think, fucking hell, I've not spoke to him in a while. And, yeah. and then again, as, as like the head coach, that's, that's down on me and I think shit I need I to suppose it's not just up. your staff it's like the lads who've maybe got fights coming up the exactly, lads who are yeah. Yeah. A lot it's a lot of people there's yeah, a lot to juggle yeah. yeah and the other thing is I'm glad you mentioned that is because what can happen is you, you kind of focus all your attention on the people who have got fights coming up yes but just because I like for instance if I'm a fighter just because I've got a fight coming up doesn't make my preparation any more important than the guy who's just training because he, he wants a confidence boost in his life. Mm, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So as a coach, I've got to make sure that I manage that balance and like put as much time and effort into my fighters as I can, yeah. obviously, and, yes. I, and I try and go over and above with that. Yeah. But also put as much time and effort as, in as I can to the everyday men because you don't know what they're going through or why they've joined. Some people might join an MMA gym purely because they've got nothing else going on in their life and yeah. they want somewhere to get a clear headspace yeah. or maybe they've got too much going on in their life and they want somewhere they can get away from it all. Yeah. And you've got to make sure that you set the culture in the gym yeah. as a place where they can do that and they're, they're ready to come and approach you or yes. ready to come and approach other members yes. and speak about it. Yeah. Um, so finding that balance is like, the, it's the constant battle of, of trying to make sure you're always in that, that Yeah. That and then position. you've also got, obviously, you're a family man as well. How yeah. do you manage that yeah. whole balance thing? 
it, it's hard, isn't it? It's a struggle. Well, you know, I'll say this about my wife. There's no one in else. There's not another woman in the world, not even my mum, that could live with me. Yeah, mate. Yeah, is that what your fact, is that what your missus like? Fact, yeah. yeah, they've got to be. They, I suppose. They've kind of got to got to be into the whole thing as well, right? Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. It's like you say, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to balance it all. It is. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's. I'm lucky that I get to do it because I get to do something that I can hopefully set a bit of a. Uh, what what would the word be? I don't know. Like be a bit of a role model for my own kids. I'm not Set saying that, oh, yeah. not saying role models in they're going to be a fighter. Yeah. But just to see that. A bit of hard work, hard work, work ethic, consistency, yeah. all the yeah. things pay off In, over time. Positive impact on people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would I you mean, let them fight either of your kids? If they, mate, I'll let my kids do whatever they want to do in life. Whatever yeah. they want to do. If, if yeah. it makes them happy, they can do whatever they want. And if they want to be a fighter... Has right, it shown I'm, any interest? Yeah, so my son Jensen, he does jiu-jitsu. Does he? Yeah, he's really good. He's got his grey belt now. Yeah. Uh, he does a bit of pad work with me at home, does a bit of boxing. Yeah. Uh, my daughter, Olivia, actually did, did a bit of judo when she was yeah. younger. Really? Yeah, yeah, she did yeah. some judo when she was younger. Yeah. And she actually hip-throwed one of the kids who was, like, trying to pick on her a bit on the street. Once. No way, so really? Like, yeah. Yes, come on. <laughs> yeah. Hip-throw's uh, so hip yeah, I mean, no joke either hip, for a No, kid. it's not. But, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, it, it, I'd, I'd support them in anything they wanted to do in life. Mm. My daughter, Olivia, she wants to, like, travel the world. She's a bit like me. She wants to travel the world. And she really? Wants to, she wants to like go and be a designer in Milan and stuff, and she's already looking at university. How old is she? She's fourteen. Oh yeah, shit! But Dude, she's here's old. one for you. I met my wife when she was fourteen. Really? I mean, I wasn't like thirty-three or anything. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! No, I was only, I'm no Jimmy Savile, but yeah. I was I was only sixteen. But yeah, it's yeah. mad that I love saying that to my friends. Yeah, that's quality. All man. my friends, they, their daughters are like fourteen and fifteen. I'm like, imagine, imagine fucking Megan bringing me home. <laughs> Do that tips in my hair, tips yeah. in my hair like a young fucking George Michael. How <laughs> <laughs> was I? Mad. So you, if your kids showed an interest, you'd be like, yeah, yeah all mate, for it. Like I say, anything they want to do will support me. Anything yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah. As long as it makes them happy, will support me. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about, um, let's talk about MMA. Let's talk about martial arts. Like I'm, I always say to anyone that's listening to this, I'm like, listen, you've got to give it a fucking go. You've got to give it a fucking go. Uh, what would you what what would your recommendation to someone that's thinking about it? I mean, it's gonna be just do it in it. I've said this loads of times. Yeah, I've, I'm yet to meet a single person who starts martial. I'm not saying you have to do MMA. Yeah, I'm not saying you have to train with me either. Yeah, train anywhere. Yeah, but I've never met anyone that started martial arts and gone. Do you know what? I wish I'd never done that. Mm. I've never met anyone that said <laughs> even if they only trained for a month and yeah. then they gave up. Yeah. I guarantee they'll look back on that month for the whole of life and go, do you know what? I wish I stick, I stuck with that. I wish yeah. I'd have stuck with that. Yeah, you don't really ever, you don't ever hear and anyone saying that's done it, like talking shit about it. Like, you know, you go on the boot, everyone goes on the beer, they yes. wake up in the morning, oh, I fucking wish I wouldn't have gone there. Yes. Oh, there's loads of stuff you do like, oh, shit, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, I've never yeah. met anyone who, who says like, I wish I wish I would have never done martial arts. Yeah. I've yeah. not met a single person who I've heard say yeah. that. Um, so if you're thinking about it, Go and do it. Just what? get go and do it. Get stuck in. What's your favourite discipline? Oh, oh, what, what you asked that, mate. Asked Alex Allen this. He was like, "Well, MMA is my favourite discipline." Yeah, I was gonna say he yeah. hates being labelled jujitsu, doesn't he? Yeah, I, yeah I, for me, MMA. What drew me to martial arts or MMA in particular is the reality of it. Because, like mm. I say, I was in the Marines at the time, and the reality for us was fighting wars. Yeah. It was yeah. like life or death, mm-hmm. you know. So. It's as close to that uh, yeah, in a controlled yeah, yeah, environment. Yeah, exactly. As close to that in a controlled environment as you can get is MMA, you yeah. know. Um, so that is my favourite discipline, yeah. putting mm. everything together. Yeah. Mm. Because as well as, you know, you'll get people, and, and I, I, I'm going to use one of my fighters as an example, a, a guy called Adam Hussein. So you get some people who like, 
a black belt in jiu-jitsu or they're a black belt in this or they're a black belt in that. And to them, that means that they are now the professor and they own all of the knowledge and, yes. they, and they know everything. Yes. And clearly, they, to an extent, they do yeah. in grappling and, and, and that thing. But MMA is the closest to learning to fight yeah. that you will get. Yeah. That, you know, if anyone says it's not, then they're full of shit. Yeah. You know, and if you think it's not... You're welcome to come and do five fives with Adam Hussein. <laughs> so what, what, the reason I use Adam Hussein as an example is because Adam Hussein's like a blue belt at jiu-jitsu. Mm. But to me, it, and to anyone who trained with him or been coached by him, or even if you spend three minutes doing pads with him, you'll understand that that guy's a black belt in fighting. He might be a BJJ blue belt, yes. but he's a black belt in fighting. The yeah. guy, the intricacies, the little bits of the head movements he knows, the foot positioning, yeah. everything he knows, that guy's a black belt in fighting. So his words, what he speaks about fighting, training, and martial arts, to me, are just as valuable as any BJJ or judo or mm. karate black belt or anything mm. that you'll find anywhere. Mm. He's yeah. a black belt in MMA to me. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, MMA is my discipline. That's, yeah. that's my that. favorite yeah. discipline. It's kind of like business. Like You can be good at the thing that you're selling, but if you can't sell it, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You have to, yeah. Have, you have to be um, almost, you'll know this, mate. Like, you have to almost be good at almost everything in business. Yeah, you, you and if do. you're not, you get somebody else who is. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. You, you absolutely. Can't do that oh, can't mean, you can't do that and fight. No, you can't. can't you can't outsource the taking the punches. <laughs> exactly, you can't blag it, can you? You can't nah, bring someone no. in for your takedowns, can you? Uh, you tap in that blue belt. Dude, trust yeah, me, yeah, if you can bring someone in you for your takedowns, I will be the fuck guy that brings someone in for your takedowns. That's not <laughs> well, my so game. That's why to me, MMA is is the most true and real form of martial arts, or the most complete form. Yeah. So that it's my fair. Now, if you're going to talk to me about like di individual disciplines yes. and yes. my favourite that I like to train myself, yeah. I would have to say it's jiu-jitsu, like grappling, because it's the one where you can do it every single day. And like me and Ando, yes, on Monday or whatever, we went pretty damn hard for about eight rounds, eight, yeah. five-minute rounds. Ando's like similar weight, similar, a yeah. little bit younger than me, but I look younger. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we're in a similar place. And, and if anyone... And here's the thing as well. Everyone thinks Ando's an up-and-comer. Ando ain't an up-and-comer no more. Ando's a murderer. Yeah. He's on the ground. He'd, he'd, he'd finished anyone up to the top 10 in the UFC. That guy Shit, really? Yeah. He, you give him a top 15 guy in the UFC and put him on the ground, Ando strangle him. Yeah. You know? So me and Ando done about eight rounds like going hard at yeah. it a couple of days ago. And then two hours later, you're all right. You can train again. Did you know what's crazy? It is crazy that because I was talking to a kid about this yesterday he's just quit playing rugby and he was like I don't know what I'm going to do next and I said well I'll tell you what I stopped playing football about three years ago and I get less injuries doing jujitsu exactly, than I did man. playing football it's I'm like it's, yeah. it's way more contact it's way yeah. more fucking violent way more physical it's way more aggressive but you don't it's weird isn't it that? yeah 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 but was why it, is that well it, I think it comes down to the, the control of the of the of, the, of your training partners for one obviously yes. if you train with idiots you're going to yeah. get injured yeah. quite yes. often yeah um, <laughs> Yeah. It comes down to well, you coach. You're coached by Alex Anland as yeah. well, who again sets the culture of his gym. Yeah. So that everyone in that gym knows that the training safely good training. and effectively. And one of the biggest things in ours has been a good training partner. Being a good training being a partner. Being a good training yeah. partner. So I mean, that's perfect example. Though me and Ando done a shitload of rounds the other day. Yeah. Walked off the mat, <laughs> exhausted. Yes. Uh, pushed each other hard, and then we can do it again the next day. Yeah. Whereas, like you know, some some. Some sports are like, like if you wrestle eight five-minute rounds, 
it's going to be hard to get up the next day because you've been slammed on your head 20 yes. times mm. and, and yeah. all that. If you do eight five-minute rounds of Thai boxing, that's a fucking hard sport, oh, mate. Yeah. Your shins are going to be hurting the next day. Yeah. Your heads and elbows are going to be like, oh. Yeah. So as a... Well, even though holding pads is fucking... Yeah, so my, personally, as my, as my personal favourite thing to do, it'd be grappling because yeah. I can do it every... Because I love martial arts and I yeah. want to be able to do it every day for the rest of my life. Yes. And I can do it every day for the yeah. rest of my life when I, when I do that. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that's the best martial art, by the yeah. way, because I, I love this them. Is your favorite? Yeah, I love them yeah. all, man. I you know love, what I love about it, especially now that we've got so much going on with work and that. I said to me, my wife said, "You've trained Judo too for fucking six nights in a row." We just have random people turn up at the house. What was she trying to bollock you for not going seven? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, honestly, we just have random men turn up in the house. My seven-year-old the other day, Friday, I've got two guys. Hey, at least in. she's not got random <laughs> men. <turning up. laughs> <laughs> That'd be worse, wouldn't it? Random men turn up at the house, a really tight gear on. And one of them, uh, Friday night we're rolling, uh, when we make Connor and Brashy, Brashy's like a false right purple belt. You probably you possibly yeah, don't. he's yeah, a fucking yeah. animal, right? There's me and there's me and the two others we're doing we're kind of just doing like a round robin thing. Yeah, yeah. Three minutes, three minutes, yeah, one yeah, person's yeah, off. Yeah. And uh we're about nine rounds in, right? Friday night. My seven year old daughter's watching, but just like brushing a Barbie doll's hair watching her dad getting fucking beat up <laughs> and this delivery driver comes to the door we've got the garage door wide open delivery driver's like that what the f imagine that <laughs> three men sweating like fuck wrestling in really tight gear and a seven I'd be like bring it in close the door <laughs> do like a seven year old girl just sitting there like it's nothing she'll start having full on conversations while we're grappling dad have you seen this dad guess what happened today and I'll be I'll have my fucking arm wrapped around my neck <laughs> it's nuts it is nuts but you know what I love so much about it I, I'm, I'm saying that when you got a lot going on in your life, rolling jiu-jitsu for me is kind of like violent meditation. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like when that, during that half an hour, there's nothing else. And that's what it should be. And I love that. Like there's nothing else going yeah, on. You don't think about be, your yeah. shit at home. Yeah. You're not thinking about what's going on tomorrow. You're not thinking about what that dickhead on Facebook said. There's, exactly. There's You're just present like. present in the moment. Like, I never got it at first. I remember when I first started, I was like, what the fuck have I signed up for here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're yeah, fucking yeah. spazzing out. Yeah. You're spazzing out all the time. You don't know what you don't know at that point. Exactly. You? You're just spazzing. You're getting people in headlocks and I'm wondering how they're around your back. Yeah. There's, there's I'm winning. Oh, I'm <laughs> the worst part is when you've got like a 15 or four, like Alex Williams that trains with us. Yeah. You've got a 14 year old boy fucking throwing you around like an empty tracksuit. Yes. It's so fucking. And I think that's what I love about it as well. It's so humbling. Well, I've got a few guys. You've got to drop like... it quickly, haven't you, Ego? So, mate, like. I've got a, a guy, Kyron Sturrock now, he's, he's, a, he's turned pro now, right. his pro debut on Cage Warriors, absolute animal, follow him if you, if you, if you can. Yeah. And like, he started training with, was when he was like 12, yeah. right? Uh, he's like, I think he's 19 now, Kyron, he's turned pro. And all through his teenage years, he, he just like took to it like a fish. He was on yeah. the mat day in, day out, he still yeah. is. But all through his teenage years, he'd be my go-to guy. You know, if you got someone who come in with the ego. And like a doorman. Giving it the big. Like a doorman and, and, and yeah, that. Yeah, that kind of, you know. Yeah. Hard, hard man attitude yeah. and they wanted to show everyone out I'd be like yeah just get a few rounds with Kyron he's only 14 <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's only skinny and that you know just do a few rounds you'll be alright yeah. and then Kyron would just be like no energy what, like, no, no effort no he'd just effort. be sweeping him arm by him yeah. strangling him it's crazy and then what, but I've got more coming through now I've got, I've got a lad called Mason he's just turned 16 the other week although yeah. he looks about 20 because he's <laughs> he's the same now someone comes in with an ego I can just say have a little roll yeah, with Mason mad. that was one of the things when I first went in it was it's almost like and I think that's when a lot of people might quit when they start getting fucking schooled by kids that are lighter than them. And I think it's sink or swim at that point, isn't it? It, it is. is if, and, and that's down to the, the ego of the individual. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. he comes in 
with that coachable mindset, that coachable attitude, mm. yeah. and he does that. I've got a kid called Tyler as well, in fact. Tyler yeah. Darby, he's like 14, yeah. and he's, he's probably only that tall, and yeah. he's like this, yeah. you know, but he's, he's, his frame's getting big now, but he's, yeah. he's only like dead, you know, like not skinny, but he's, he's got that fighter's build. Yeah. And if you looked at him, you'd be like, yeah, I'll do 10 rounds with him, no yes. problem, and he will <laughs> strangle you. Yeah, smart, he it? will strangle a man, no questions it's, asked. It's mad, I think that there's, and again, the, the, the other thing I love about Jiu-Jitsu, I did a full fucking business training on this, there's so many, there's so many lessons from that as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, yeah. there's not, you, you've got to drop the winning or losing thing. Yeah, you've yeah, You've got to get yeah, around yeah, people yeah. that are fucking better than you all the time. Yeah. Well, um, ah, it was this, when, Win your fights, learning your spars. Yeah. That's what Aaron Wilkinson always used to yeah. say. And, that, and that's a good attitude to yeah, all yeah, of yeah. Try and win your fights, but try and learn in your spars. You know, yeah. you're not, you know, yeah. I'm not Because there's no you. winning or losing. There's no, you don't you go on your record. There's yeah. no <laughs> high five. You don't get a medal at the end yeah. of your sparring. You've just got to try no. and learn in your spars, haven't no. you? Yeah. yeah. You don't yeah. even get a fucking well done at the end of your sparring normally, do you? That's you don't even get like a well done. Do well, mate. I think getting the blue belt at the weekend was a, that, that's probably the biggest compliment that Alex has ever given. He's we never were, given us one before that. He actually likes me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he just beat me up for fucking 45 minutes, but yeah, yeah, I love it. Martin, what's, um, what's next for you, bro? More of the same. You know, mate, if I won the lottery tomorrow and I won 100 million, I'd do the same shit. You know, yeah. I wouldn't change anything. I'd just yeah. more of the same. I just want to keep building this, this gym, building the, the team. Making things a little bit better and better every, you know, every week and every yeah. year. Yeah. I think we, I think we are doing that at the moment. I think we, we you know, we're really pr- progressing as a team. Yeah, and I just want to keep doing that. Yeah. I just want to keep what about fighting a little bit better. So fight wise, I mean, Cage Warriors were saying they're going to do one in December. Uh, Pro Bellum are saying October. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure it's going to be one of them too. Yeah. Um, I've got about a kilo to lose and I'm ready to... Oh, really? Yeah, mate, I'm, my weight's good. I got pretty fat during lockdown at yeah. one point and then I got a grip of myself. And yeah, did that happen to me as well? I was yeah. still training in lockdown, don't get me wrong, I was training every day really well. Uh, food Mike, intake was just a bit higher. Yeah, food intake was very high. And I was it's doing crazy a lot. how that happened for, to a lot of people. I think a lot of people were just eating because there was fucking nothing else to do, right? I was, mate, I was doing shuttle runs to the fridge and back. <laughs> that, that, you know, that was my training for the first week. Fucking had the cones out and that, doing suicide prowler runs to the fridge and back. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Mike Weekman was uh, doing all my strength conditioning coaching du- during lockdown. I was yeah. doing a lot of weights and all that, and yeah. I, so I kept in shape. And um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm ready for some. I, I could probably fight in, in three weeks if I needed to. Uh, yeah. So yeah, probably be October or or December. Probably nice. more cage. Do you know what? Do you know what? Um, what I forgot to ask you. It's kind of because I know what your answer is going to be. I think. What do you? Because um, I get so many guys asking me this. What do you do to switch off? Don't. <laughs> this is all I do. Literally. So. Yeah. Like you know, I, I was just thinking. Do you know what I do to switch off? Jujitsu. Yeah. Well, that, well, there you go. That's what I can do yeah. to switch off. I, I think, love do you it know so what I think? Mate. I think too, too many guys, especially you got to think like a lot of guys listening in at this are quite creative. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah, go yeah, from yeah. like almost we don't have the ability to switch off, and I say to guys, I'm like switch on to something else. Mate, do you know what I mean? I was literally just you can't just say the, the only time thing. your brain's off. It's like when you're sleeping and even then it's doing shit. So the idea is to create a life that you don't need to switch off from. Yeah. Mm. Rather than live a life that you want to switch yeah, off yeah. from. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Create a daily routine and create the habits that you don't want to switch off. I don't want to switch off from this. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Like yeah. Sunday, had a good few hours off on Sunday with not a lot to do. So I end up watching boxing instructionals all day with Hayley. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's sat there. I'm going, have you seen when he does that? Oh, dude, my wife like, goes crazy. Yeah. I watched it um, when look I went in. Look what he does here. Look at him. Dude, when we went on holiday, I watched a fucking Gordon Ryan um, 
like uh, instructional, and yeah. it was how to shut down um, the underhook from half guard when you're trying to pass. Yeah. As soon as I got in the hotel, I said, like, can you just lie there for a second? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? I said, I just need to get this fucking pass in my head. It's either them or the weird men are coming back round. I do. It's mad. Yeah. Do you think, right? Because I, I, I'm always wary of the guys listening, thinking, oh, well, it's all right for him. It's all right for him. Do you think a life where you get to do loads of shit that you love's possible for everybody? Because I personally do. I- if someone gives me a good reason why it's not... like I'm, I think I, I try and base all my opinions on evidence rather yes. than on what I think. Yes. I'm not a, I'm not the most intelligent person and I don't know everything, so I base yes. it on evidence. Yeah. And I've never seen a reason why that's not the case. I mean, mm. clearly, like... If Sometimes living, I have to eat if shit. Living, you know, if, if, you, if you live in West Africa and you've not got no food and water, I'm, yes. it's giving a difference. But it, most people who and live You've in seen the UK, a lot of that kind of shit. Yeah, about, exactly. Right? Real. And that, that's the other reason why I don't take excuses off people when, you know, when they say stuff like that. Because you've seen real shit. What people, you know, people who are living in real hardship Mm. and how hard that is for them. Mm. Um, But if, you know, generally, no, I don't, I don't think there's any reason why you can't do that. Mm. Um, It's not going to be easy, is it? You know, and it's not, and it's it's not easy, like, it's not easy for me now. You know, it's like, you've got to daily be trying to push things through and and daily you've got them struggles, aren't you? Like you've, Got fires to put out that you yeah. didn't know were there. And you stuff st- like even that. though, you, do you know what's interesting that you said there? Like, even though you love what you do, there's still stress that comes with it. Of course, there is. Yeah, yeah, and there should be as well. There's fucking yeah. life in it. You know yeah. what? You yeah. want a nice, easy life. That's what's you exciting, learn. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it, there's no stress. Well, the thing that I stress, think what you- is, stress is one word. Yeah. So, and people say, you know, um, distress. Yeah. Is when you've got too much stress or whatever, and then they've got you stress. Yeah. You got you stress. Where do we read that? Where do we get that from? I know exactly where we got it from. The four-hour work week. I oh, did you? Uh, I got it from Dr. John Demartini. Right. Uh, he might have got it from there. Ferris. Tim Ferris. Who, who's about. that, doctor? Dr. John Demartini. I'll Apparently not remember a... that name, so write it down. Dude, he's on like the... He was on The Secret. He's a smart right. guy. He was, he's, uh, I studied with him in Dublin in January, and right. he's fucking phenomenal. Right. And he said that, and I agree with that. Well, it's, it's the truth, isn't it? It's, and do you know, I think... There is a certain amount of stress that's Stress needed. is just problem-solving, isn't it? That is, yeah. Like, stress is just problem-solving. I think you get, to, you, you get to choose... Like, he says, if you don't seek out challenges and stress that inspires you, which is what you're doing, yep. then you attract stress and challenges that don't inspire you. Exactly, right. So He's trying to be comfortable. If you wanted to... Build big biceps in your yeah. in your body. Yes. Yeah. How would you do that? You'd lift weights, wouldn't you? Yeah. What is lifting weights? It's a form of stress, stress. on the muscle. Yeah. So that you, your muscles can get that stress, respond and react to it in a way, build themselves a little bit stronger. And then your next time you go to it, the stress isn't as much, so you yeah. have to increase the weight or yeah. rep slightly. Yeah. Everything is the same. That's universal. There's, yeah, it's a universal principle. Anything you want to get good at, you need to have a little bit of stress involved yeah. in it mm. so yeah. you can adapt to that stress, get better at it, and then yeah. come back around and it becomes easier. Yeah. It's jiu-jitsu, mm. isn't it? Yeah, it like is. you couldn't do a flying armbar on day one, can you? And it was, all, it was stressful. <laughs> Every time you dropped can. on your back trying to learn it. <laughs> and there will be you some know. fucking 13-year-old that can do that. So. Yeah, exactly. Just first day on, flying on. First day fucking flying I want to flip back to the question I asked earlier. The routine... Or like schedule how how do you plan and schedule your day like what and I mean like kind of nitty gritty I'm just fascinated fa- fascinated fascinated <laughs> fascinated I uh, with just people um, people's like, rituals ha- yeah, and rituals routines. how they do it how they plan the day and we talked about obviously when you were in the, in the military but like now how do you do that like do you have a day you plan the week the month yeah so on a day to day basis big bricks first mm-hmm. you know all the most important shit first mm-hmm. yeah. 
blocking all the... That's why I said I don't check my social media in, inboxes as often, very often, because I do all the important shit first. I'm in the gym. I, I make sure I schedule all my important stuff, my training session, my communicating with my members, speaking to them in person, mm. yeah. all that sort of stuff. Make sure you do schedule all the big important bits first. Mm-hmm. Then not everything's going to go to plan in between that. So, yeah. you know, you, you, I kind of try and write a list of all the, the, the smaller, less important jobs yes. that are still important, but they're not like life or death yeah. things. Like can, um, be, can, if needs be. If on. needs be or, or put back, although I don't like to put things off yeah, anymore. No, no. Um, but yeah, I just really do that. I put all the important things in place on a schedule. Yeah. Then all the less important things, I know that I need to do, and I know need, I know when they need to be done by, and then I just make sure. They and is this like in a point. planner or like Google Calendar or is it just like so? No- my, my schedule, yeah. I just use on a, like a, a whiteboard. Yeah, that's right. literally in my kitchen yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. Just use it on a whiteboard. Yeah, visual. Yeah, yeah, visual. I was I think, thinking Martin's not a Google Calendar guy. No, like, no nah. I'm, I'm, I try and the least less time on your phone, the better. The less time on my phone, the better. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I, you know, even. F- Food tracking, you know, that my food, my fitness, my fitness part, part, I've yeah. stopped doing that. I just don't like using my phone for stuff. Yeah. And I know there's certain things it helps you with, like since we've reopened, yeah. we've had to schedule and book all classes, yes. you know, because of the coronavirus. Yeah. And that is working out miles better because the members, I know who's on the class, I can see exactly who's turning up, they get yeah. a better class out of it. You can also see exactly who isn't better. turning up over But there's, there's, there is times when software and technology, it detracts from that. And that's yeah. like, say, when you're checking your messages every two minutes, you're checking text. Dude, one of my biggest things right now is I'm trying not to use my phone between 8pm and 8am. It's hard as fuck. Yeah. Especially yeah, on a yeah. night time. Yeah. You've got that kind of fucking dead time when yeah. the kids are in bed and that. And it's, I think for a lot of people, it's a huge challenge. Like, especially when you've got guys coming to me and saying, oh, I'm, I'm too busy to do this. I'm too busy to work out. I'm too busy to get a handle on my diet. And I'm too busy to, I'm too busy to plan is my favorite one. I'm too busy to plan. I'm too busy to meditate. I'm too busy to date my wife. And I'm like, dude, show me your fucking screen time. Yeah, yeah. Show yeah, me yeah, your screen yeah. time and you'll yeah. see how much you fuck yeah. around. It's embarrassing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I looked yeah. at mine the other week and I couldn't believe how much time I spent on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. The only good bit was that in, uh, uh, interval time. I was my third highest one. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only thing I was buzzing with. I was like, oh, actually, I must have trained fairly fucking hard last week. Yeah. 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 What do you, what do you, uh, do you have like a, a secret for staying off your phone or is it just a fucking decision? I've got to put my phone in, I've got to leave my phone in the car, for example. Yeah, no, I don't think there's any secrets for anything. I think you make the choices of every action that you take, don't yeah. you? And you, that my phone's right there right now. I can yeah. pick it up and go on it now or I can't and it's yeah. up to me, And it? Uh, yeah. I don't need a physical barrier to stop me doing yeah. it or whatever. Yeah, uh, It's just having that little bit of discipline, it. in it? I love having it. Having that little That's bit of... I love how we've ended on discipline. Mr. Yeah. Martin Stable, and thank you Straight so much. Straight back to the start. Yeah. Nice. Thanks, Thanks for having me on, man. Thanks a lot. Nice one. Thank, thank you. you very much for having me on.